Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Joe Pavlansky, pop culture historian, writer for Scary Monsters Magazine, and curator of the Crypt of Classics. Co-hosting, as always, is the maestro of mail-order mysteries and owner of HouseOfTheUnusual.com, the intrepid, the one and only, Eddie Guevara. Eddie, my man, what is going on? What's going on, Joe? What's going on, man? It's another frill, fun week, and we're here Oh, again. yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's been a crazy crazy week and all that so it's it's nice to do the podcast and you know talk about some of the stuff that gets us you know out of reality a little bit you know joe i was thinking the other day and uh, i i want to bring it up and see if maybe we could do a little discussion on it i was looking at the ad in comic books that said seven gigantic dinosaurs for one dollar i mean for yeah for first it was for one dollar but then later on, it, it came in at uh, two ninety eight, So you will get seven gigantic dinosaurs for $2.98. Now, those were the balloons, right? Yeah, they were the balloons. <laughs> and I, I think I told the story before, but, it, you know, just in case I did it, I'll, t- I'll say it again because it was kind of funny. Um, when I guess I got married in 1983, around 86 or 87, I think it was more like 87, 88, actually. The same company that used to run the seven gigantic dinosaurs in the early 1970s started advertising again in in wrestling magazines. And in fact, I saw the ad in Psychology Today of all magazines, you know, and believe it or not, Psychology Today would sometimes run novelty ads on it. So sometimes I would buy the issues just for the ads in them. And there was a store in the mall that was called if I remember, it wasn't Ingenuities. I think it was called Channel 13. And it was filled with science projects and all the stuff, like kind of like a sharper image, but it was more geared to novelties and science toys. And, you know, I, I saw that they had at that time, they were selling this inflatable dinosaurs that were about two feet high. And they had, uh, you know, the T-Rex, the... Uh, you know, the different type of dinosaurs, the the one with the long neck. I forgot what they call that one, but Brontosaurus and all that. So um, I look at the ad on the psychology today and I had forgotten about the ad from the 70s because it was not a very common ad, you know. And I see seven inflatable dinosaurs for $2.98. <laughs> Was I in for a surprise when I ordered them, man? <laughs> in fact, they're the ones that are inside mail order mysteries. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah, a couple of like weird looking balloons with dinosaur designs on them, but, and that's but but you know what kind of what you got? <laughs> yeah, but, but kind of was really funny though is uh, and like I said, that's the one that Kirk Demaris used to to put in mail, you know, in the um, mail order mysteries book. But the thing that was funny about one of them obviously popped on me because I blew it up just for the hell of it to see what it looked like. So I only have six of the seven. But the thing that was interesting is that the ad read so well. And I was kind of shocked that I fell for it. You know, this is like in the late 80s, man. You know, my daughter was already like two, maybe three years old when this happened. Well, before you, before you go any further for everyone out there, I have a copy of the ad. So. Let me read them what it says on the ad so they kind of have a context of, of what you're you're talking about here because a lot of people might not, you know, might have never seen the ad or, or, or don't know what we're talking about. But here's what here's what, what Eddie's talking about on there. I'm going to try to read it. It's kind of blurry and small print, but it says, has a picture of a green dinosaur on it and in um, red background and black letters. It says seven gigantic dinosaurs. And then it says... For one dollar up to four feet tall. And then in little fine print it says, Here's thrilling excitement for everyone with this giant sized collection of prehistoric dinosaurs at this low, low price of just one dollar plus postage. Thrill to their fascinating names. Command these fun loving prehistoric monsters to your every prank. Toss them in the air and they always land on their feet, swinging in sway. 
swaying in every direction without tilting over. Great for children, terrific for parties, colossal for adults. So order right now for stupendous fun. Fill out the coupon below. You take no risk because you must agree that these giant dinosaurs are everything we say or your money promptly refunded. Now, who wouldn't want to order those, right? <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> but the funny thing, like I said, when I did, they, of course, jacked up the price to $2.98. Now, those the thing that really made me wonder, like, why would they even, is, is the fact that they're sending you uh, what they called, it was called at the time, a doll, like a doll-shaped balloon, which is you have the body and the head on top. Uh, they also had that, like Disney would sell those balloons, but the top part had the Mickey ears on it. Um, and it was always called, like I say, the, it looks like a, basically think of a bowl, um, a bowling pin. Uh, yeah, that's what they kind of look like. Yeah, they, they look like a bowling pin that when you put the cardboard feet, which at one time they also, I mean, if you go back in the 60s, 70s, they also had seven uh gigantic clowns uh for a dollar the seven dinosaurs for a dollar then they also did the um monsters from out of out of space then they had the 48 inch talking uh monster you know moon monster which it was similar to the you know the poster but this was uh it was Re- regency mail order sold it and it was called the uh talking 48 inch tall moon monster or whatever and what they did with the moon monster is they took the same balloon and they all had the same feet. Like the feet were standard for all of them. So you can't, no matter if it was the clown, no matter what, you still got the red stupid looking feet. It looks like um, when you look at the cardboard. And in fact, in Mail Order Mysteries, you, you can see a picture of what I'm talking about. Now, did you only get one one cardboard? Uh, no, no, no. You, you got seven cardboard feet and you got seven oh, okay. balloons. Uh, the thing is, though, when you blow up the balloon, the head of the dinosaur is printed on the top part and then the body on the bottom. But when you blow it up, it never not only did it not touch, sometimes the head was printed a little bit over from the body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was really stupid. Uh, it's, you know, the only thing I could say about it, that it, 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 they definitely took people's money with it and they ran it for a long time. Because even in the 1980s, the same company came back and did it again. Um, now, now here's the now here's the monster. No, not monster. Well, monsters, but dinosaurs that that came with it. And I know I'm going to butcher the hell out of these names, but just so people kind of have a, a another little reference, you got a Ceratosaurus, uh, uh, Trachodon, <laughs> of course, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You got to have that and. And everything everyone knows what what the Rex is uh, a sea serpent, an armored Demetheus, something like that. A uh, Proso Rolofus and an Elosaurus. I, I know I butchered the well, hell out of it. Yeah, but... that, it's very that's very hard to pronounce. <laughs> I I wouldn't even have tried. At least I give you credit for that. <laughs> but but that's what but that's the dinosaurs that that came in there, which I'm sure the most popular one was. The well, Tyrannosaurus Rex and Sea Serpent, you know, everybody I'm sure wanted those. Well, I could those tell you I want. <laughs> well, I could tell you this much, Joe. If you look at the mail order mystery book, if you have it in hand and you take a look at it, you will see that it's a simple black line drawing. It's not even colored in. It's a it's a line art, and you really can't tell what the different dinosaurs are anyway. They all look the same. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at some some pictures online, and yeah, it's really weird because like you said, it it does look like a bowling pin. If you were to put a bowling pin upside down, the bottom part of the pin would be the head. And there's like a two inch gap between the neck and the rest of the body. And then, yeah, I, I don't know what they were th- thinking on well, that, but it, which I'm probably, it was probably cheaper to, to save the ink on, on okay. that section. What was the name of the company that sold it? Was that Lakeside? Um... You know, I don't know. Let me uh, the aggravating the uh, ad again. The reason I'm asking you is because the one that went um, went over with that was Regency 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 mail order. They, uh, you know, it doesn't really say. I I I can't tell. It's um, 
I'm looking in the book here too, and it doesn't really say. It just says the uh, Giant Dinosaurs Department Two, uh, Carl Place, Long Island, New York. So I don't know. Okay, yeah. Then then it was probably out. no, but I think it was Regency Mail, or if I'm correct, um, I have to check that out because I don't have the ad in front of me right now. But I, I'm, what I wanted to tell you is, here is a kind of short history of how people got ripped off by the company and, you know, the, the products that were produced. Um, and the astounding, and it's, as, as not, it's, a, it's astonishing that people are willing to pay the money that I've seen paid for those balloons. Those balloons first started originally in the early 60s with Casper the Friendly Ghost. It had a Casper figure on it and it had the feet and they sold the big three foot because uh, see that those balloons were made uh, by the Ashland Rubber Company and the National Latex Company those were the two wholesalers that made the balloon the whole uh, the National uh, host, um, National Latex Company uh, supplied the balloon to the Johnson Smith that they used it for the ghost and they supplied the Casper the face balloon you know on it uh, the thing is with the National uh, latex company is that they didn't print the body of Casper on the balloon. The Ashland rubber company from Ashland, Ohio, which the guy retired and he, the company didn't go under. He just after like 50, 60 years of business, he was old. He says, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm closing the door. I'm not trying to sell the company. And I know this because I spoke with the guy. I was getting my supply of balloons through him for my original early monster ghost. And the thing that's funny about those balloons are that when, um, when they, you know, they were made for the Casper, because like I said, the Ashland rubber company made three sizes. They made a, a 10 inch or a 12 inch small doll shaped balloon. They made a 36 inch doll shaped balloon. And then they made a large, which was almost four feet. Now, the four feet was larger than the dinosaurs and all that stuff. The ones they said four feet were the, the middle size balloon. I think it was a balloon, the, the number of the actual product was the, the 920. Because um, like I said, I, I used to buy it. But the me medium size balloon is the one that was used by the Melton Company. By Now, what they did is they printed a skeleton on it with the skeleton body. They printed... Um, you know, the, the ghost body on it. So the Milton company would buy them from Ashland Rubber Company. And when they were selling the seven foot ghost and, and, and they were selling, you know, the uh, and, and they would send this balloon with either, you know, it had the skeleton face or it had the Casper face. And believe it or not, there was a small print run, which I think was like a Halloween special edition, whatever, that actually had the face of the monster ghost that is shown in the comic books that the Melton company uses that looks like a Dracula. Um, in fact, there is one guy that still has an original one with the face. He popped it. He only has a piece of it that has the face on it. Oh, and, and, and he has, you can see it if you Google it. Uh, he shows a picture of it. And it's funny. I contacted him several years ago and I go to him, hey, would you take $50 for it? And he told me no. I said, would you take $100 for it? And he said, no. And that's all he has. He only has the popped balloon that has part of the face. That That's the only thing he owns, which is so funny how he treasures that. But I, like I said, the Monster Ghost is one of those products that is treasured by a lot of people. I mean, to me, it's the best product ever made. Now, what I was saying with the, the whole story about the balloons is that when they did uh, in a special run that they did the 48-inch Moon Monster, and the reason they said it was talking is because they had a squeaker with it. And what you did is when you tossed it in the air, you pressed the squeaker, or you used it in your mouth, and it went like, eh, eh. Oh, bro. <laughs> that, that's, what I, that's what they meant by talking. It's totally stupid. Now, I got one of those moon monsters. I forgot where I got it uh, many, many years ago. And I do have, I believe, one or two of the aliens from outer space because they had like seven aliens as well uh one guy that i know in a flea market paid ready for this 
$85 for one of the alien balloons. The, oh, really? A green alien balloon. So he paid $85 for the, for, for, I mean, it's so stupid. If you go to eBay right now, there's a guy selling the Casper still in the original packaging, which is, like I said, it's three feet tall. When you blow it up, the balloon itself is almost like, I would say, 10 inches tall. Uh, and you see, you know, as the, now with the Casper, you actually are supposed to cut out the feet from the back of the, it, it comes in a cardboard with the feet are painted on and it's, it's, it's shrink wrapped, you know? And then it says Casper the Friendly Ghost. It has the instructions how it works. They also made a clown. Uh, I think it was made by the Beastly Company or something like that. Um, I'm almost sure it was the Beastly Company. But the whole thing is the guy is selling one on eBay, and he's been selling it for years. I, I doubt anybody's going to buy it from him for $150, okay? Um, there was a set of casper face balloons they were selling one time three of them and i know they the three balloons went for 50 bucks because the, the problem is that everybody that sees the balloon they know it was used in the ghost they know whatever so it's got a some crazy collectible thing out there um and people have paid for this latex balloons a lot of money Including yours truly here, which I paid eight hundred and ninety bucks for <laughs> for the Johnson Smith one. So that tells you that yeah, people will pay a lot for this. But anyway, the reason I told you the story of those balloons is because that's how the companies back in the day would advertise, you know, and sell you bigger than life things that in reality you were getting scammed. Um, <clears throat> now, the alien, it's probably the most sought after by people, I think, because it says talking. Uh, 48 inch alien from out of moon, you know, moon monster from out of space, whatever. But uh, it's it's actually it was funny that they actually sent you a squeaker, and that's what they meant by the talking, you know. And it's a little plastic squeaker you put in your mouth, and it will go, you know. <laughs> well, that's what ghosts do. They they squeak. They don't talk. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, no, no. And and then the best part is when it says to you when you toss it in the air, it lands on its feet, and swinging and swaying in every direction. My friend, every time it lands on its feet, it tips over. It never stays on its feet. And you know, and I wonder how many poor kids, you know, saved up their their paper route money at the time, you know, to 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 earn their dollar. You know, bought the balloons and you know put them, blew them up, put them on the feet, and threw them around the yard. And within a matter of minutes, half of them were probably popped. Exactly, and, and good, and and just the the sheer disappointment that that came over them, but. You know, you look at that as a marketing, you know, on the side of marketing, that's great because, you know, they pop their balloons and, you know, they may want to try to get them again. So they're going to, you know, buy them again because it's, yeah, it's a dollar, which was, you know, pretty decent amount of money, you know, in, in the 60s and 70s and all that. But, you know, it's easy for kid, for kids to, to save up and, and to get so. You know, if they pop their balloons, they'd want to go out and, and get some more of them. Let, let me tell you something, and I'm, I'm going to say this to you because uh, I know a lot of times people say the disillusionment or they were disillusioned, whatever. Let me tell you the truth. I I don't think I ever felt that I was ripped off at the time. I, I, I don't even think in a, an 8, 10, 11-year-old kid, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say 11, I would say like 10, whatever. I don't think that you even think that people out there ripping you off you know what i'm saying um so the well, point i'm well, trying to say is you, you got to kind of look at the toys too of the time you know the 60s and 70s is you didn't have the intricate toys like that started coming out in the 80s and the 90s to to compare it with i i think if some kids in the 80s you know got a bunch of balloons with, they were happy you know which i i, I don't think they would be I, I think that they would compare them to their more intricate toys, their battery. Of course, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying in the early '70s they would be happy. Listen, oh yeah, in the in the '70s they would be happy because you're you don't really have too much to compare it to. Yeah, there were intricate toys out there and, and metal toys and all that, but you know they were also very expensive. So if you're, you know, if you don't have those kind of toys, you know, you're comparing it to something that that's pretty similar. So you're not going to be as disappointed in it as say someone who you know got for christmas in, in the 80s a, a gi joe uss flag 
and then you know sent away for these dinosaurs and got some balloons you're going to look at the balloons and you're going to probably you know use them you know with your gi joe stuff or, or whatever else because they're you know there's no comparison to them so yeah, yeah 60s and 70s you know there wasn't wasn't much out there so i don't i don't think that kids were disappointed or as disappointed as they would be in the later decades to come you you know what i think the story is also that in the 50s 60s and 70s um there were not that many toys like i mean the store toy stores like toys r us going there was like going to disney you know it's like you really didn't get to go there all the time and when you got it, it was like hey look i still remember and I have to pull it out because I have a lot of films, a lot of Super 8 films from when I was a kid uh, that I've not, you know, I haven't seen in probably 30 years. Um, I My cousin actually has one of those devices that he transfers film, Super 8 film into whatever. And I, and I was thinking of taking them out and having him transfer. And I'll tell you why. I have many of my films and one of them shows me in how in Christmas receiving from my aunt she got which that's another thing my aunt was the one that got me the superman outfit that i thought was the greatest gift ever the halloween outfit uh that that was so fantastic for me uh i mean she really knew how to get me good gifts to be honest with you which is funny but i remember her giving us a mickey mouse camera and you know you could see me opening and my other cousin uh, she's opening the it's a mickey mouse camera and the, the way it worked, it was, I, I think it was a, either, yeah, it was a 126 roll because you had the 110, 126, and then you had the 35 millimeter. But I think it was the 126. And the lens was the, the nose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you would flick the camera. Now, it sounds crazy. I think I, I lost that camera, if I'm correct, in the fire. <laughs> I still had it. You know, I, I had it since I was a kid. And I never took any pictures with it. I never actually put a film roll in and used it. But, I mean, those toys were fascinating when you got them, you know. And when I was in Cuba, my my aunt would send me, same aunt, you know, she would send me, even though I have many aunts, but this is the one that would always send us like a little gift. And the way they did is that in by the letter they sent to her parents in Cuba, my grandparents, she would send me like one or two balloons inside as a gift. And when I got those latex balloons in Cuba, man, that shit, that was like the best thing in the world, man. I lived in a farm. <laughs> I had no toys at all. And getting that, I was fascinated. In fact, this is going to make you probably cringe and laugh at the same time. But the type of balloons we had, when and, and I still remember, because again, I came when I was four, four and a half, uh, when my grandfather killed a pig or something, you know, and they were roasting the pig and, and doing like whatever he would take the bladder of the pig and clean it out and he blow it up for me with something. And that was my balloon. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, a lot of people would actually relate to me that come from the third world or something. Oh and yeah. I'm you know sure. what, what I'm talking about, because that's, um, you know, that's the way that people lived, you know? And one thing I was going to say to you though, is that latex balloons, because of that reason, I guess, they were so important to me as a kid that even today the latex balloon is I respect it. I really love latex balloons. Um, I love to have them uh, anytime I can. And sometimes I just take blow one up for the heck of it. I like latex balloon. Always did. Uh, and that goes back to the time, you know, growing up and then getting the seven foot ghost and all that stuff. So yeah, balloons, balloons were pretty big, you know, back in they in the were. 80s and all that. I I don't think, you know, nowadays they aren't because you know, like we we were talking, is that, you know, kids just are are more preoccupied with other things. But yeah, I mean, in the eighties, we, you know, especially birthday parties. My gosh, I mean, that that was the main thing. You had to have balloons. You know, when you're five, six, seven years old, you, you got to have balloons and you had, you taped them on the walls, on tables, you know, on everything. Well, even, even today, Joe, today they have actually specialized people that actually, for, I mean, they call in fact, you got to pay them a lot of money, but they, they build this whole things with balloons. Oh so yeah. I've seen some of them. They're, they're just amazing. Believe it or not. I went to a, a, a convention one time, right? And this person built a seven-foot Robbie the Robot with balloons. 
And when I saw that, I actually wanted to take a course on how to become a balloon. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Balloon consultant, not a consultant, uh, something balloon guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Master balloon guy. <laughs> no, it was something. And it was funny because I wanted to learn how to, you know, how to build things with balloons and stuff, especially like people that do uh, wedding planners and stuff like that. Like, Oh, it's it's definitely an art yeah. form. Yeah, they, they, I, they make probably some decent money out of it. You know, and well, I'm sure course. the better you are, the, you know, the more money you could you could ask for, you know, just like, just like anything. And, you know, it's funny story is I was at a uh, giant Eagle today and there was a, a few hours over, there was a little girl in, in her cart and she was holding a, a helium balloon. This was a huge, it was like a clear balloon. And I, I couldn't tell what was, uh, you know, printed on it. It looked like some cartoon stuff, you know, so I don't know some of these newer cartoons that the kids watch. And then it looked like it had confetti or something in it. And I don't know what she did because I wasn't looking at the time, but you just heard this loud pop in the store and her balloon just was, was, <laughs> I looked over and it was <laughs> hanging on the side of the cart and there was confetti all over the floor. And she's just like staring at it. And, you know, the mother and father were laughing. I said, I'm thinking like, man, that poor girl, you know, <laughs> her balloon is just, she was probably holding it, waiting for her parents to buy it. And, it popped and her, her poor parents probably still had to pay the, I'm sure it wasn't cheap, you know, for the balloon. They probably still had to pay for it. And it's, you know, already gone, already gone. You know, you, you know, it's funny when you're saying that because, um, latex balloons still hold a very strong. In fact, I think they're stronger than the Mylar balloons. And the reason for it is because the, you know, Mylar balloons, the only good thing about it is they stay floating for days while the latex overnight it falls to the ground well those like those older latex balloons they they kind of uh harden up and crack don't they well the problem is yes they do uh, but my my seven foot ghost is and i got two of them somehow survived 40 some years which is crazy and it's still soft it's not you can actually i'm sure that if you try to blow it up it will probably pop but i mean they're in mint condition and don't ask me how that survived, man. Only God knows. But <laughs> I, I got to tell you one thing, though. Um, one of the things about balloons, especially that I always found so fascinating, it's there was another aspect that maybe you never or not that you don't know about it. You probably forgot about it. But Johnson Smith, especially Honor House, Honor House didn't really sell it much. I think maybe like in their catalogs, you'll see one. But it, it was really Johnson Smith all the time and Edmund Scientific, they always sold the weather balloons. And those were balloons that were 10 feet high. No, i never seen those. Oh, my gosh. Any Johnson Smith ad you see in comic books, and any, uh, I think it's just mostly Johnson Smith, to be honest with you, always sells the 8 and 9 foot, weather, I mean, 10 foot weather balloons. Then there was another company at the time, which, oh, my gosh, it was one of the best catalogs ever. And it was called the Spiegel catalog. Uh, Spiegel um, was a mail order catalog that sold a lot of toys. It was kind of like a Sears catalog, but a lot thinner and went more into the novelty field. But they they also sold the uh, the weather balloons and then Edmund Scientific which is still in business today, by the way. Uh, Edmund Scientific always sold. In fact, I remember in Edmund, I was talking to somebody the other day. We were talking about telescopes, and I was saying how I was always fascinated by telescopes. And one of the things I think that fascinated me about telescopes was that every time you picked up a Johnson Smith catalog, they always had telescopes in it. They had one that was a what they call a refractor. Now, refractor is the one that you look from the from the bottom up, and then the reflectors are the ones that you look from the top down and it has like a mirror that reflects the, and it tends to give you like a wider field of what you're looking at. Um, they sold, uh, Johnson Smith, they used to sell for like six bucks the kit on how to make a, a telescope, a refractor. And they used to sell the other one for, I think if, I, if I'm correct, it was like $29 or, or something. I know it was pretty, a lot of money for anybody, you know. I could only look at the ad. I knew I wasn't going to afford it. But um, we were talking about all that stuff. And, and the point I'm trying to say is that Johnson Smith sold the hot air balloon, the nine foot UFO, uh, the, you know, the 
the weather balloon that was 10 feet. And I remember that I wanted to sell the weather balloon too. And I remember get, getting a couple of weather balloons. Now these things are huge. They're like a foot in diameter and you can blow them up, but you need, you can blow them up with your mouth because they're like really thick. You can blow them up to like 10, 11 feet high and they're weather balloons. You suppose they're, they're using for the weather. They, you know, fill them with helium and they let them go up in space, you know? Uh, but the whole thing is that it, that's I've always been attracted to balloons of one way or another. And the dinosaur ones, those were, to me, pretty cool. In fact, I wish I would order a second set, which I didn't. Um, but I said I was, and I just never did. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to also tell you when we're talking about the, you know, we started with the dinosaurs and stuff, is another thing that they used to do, especially with dinosaurs, which was fascinating, they always sold like a piece of fossil, but they would show it. And this was very common in all the ads. You see how the ad for the seven gigantic dinosaurs is that they have one main dinosaur. He's looking to the left and he's got all his body there. Yeah, it's the green one. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know exactly. what, what it's called. Well, they had one and they showed T-Rex and he's looking again. He's like facing and then he's he's got his head turned to the left with all his teeth. And it would say 20 million year old fossil, you know, <laughs> or, they, or they, and then they would send you like a piece of fossil, little rock, whatever it was, or they would say uh, shark tooth. Um, they were very popular. Those things were very fascinating. And to this day, every time I go to uh, a novelty store, such as one of those stores inside a museum or something like that, I always find myself buying those shark teeth or fossilized dinosaur bone. And that's what I told uh, David. I said, David, I, I really still like that stuff. You know, like I, I get attracted, like I don't really care much about dinosaurs that much, but the novelty aspect of it, I love, you know, I'm mean, I tell you what I, I picked up a, a couple weeks ago at my uh, local comic shop. And, and I love the, remember the old, the old classic illust- classics, illustrated comic books. They usually did, you know, classic stories or history in comic book form. So they had a, a prehistoric world there one, and it, it's kind of like a giant-sized issue. I don't know how many pages. It has maybe 60 pages, and it's all, you know, kind of prehistoric times. On the cover, it has some um, caveman with a, looks like a woolly mammoth or, or something like that, you know, where they're hunting it. But the inside, man, for I'm looking at it right now for 1962, and it was put out by the Gilberton Company. Um, the artwork's absolutely phenomenal, and, and the dinosaurs in there just really pop off the page and, and come to life. And it's really cool because they they integrate like fictional stories with. Um, they'll show you like a illustration of the dinosaur, and then give you a little you know fun fact about the dinosaur but or about the time that the dinosaur was in there and there's a little bit you know conjecture too going on in there but it's it's you know for a kid you know in the 60s to you know see the comic book you know while he's probably playing with his you know seven foot or not seven foot but a seven um dinosaur balloons you know to have this comic book you know he would Definitely be looking at the book and looking at the dinosaurs and going, you know, where where the heck's the disconnect here? You know, why is, <laughs> you know, why don't they look like what's in here? Because they're they're so lifelike the uh, the illustrations and all that. And I I can't find who was the artist. It doesn't have them listed. I, I probably find it if you go to uh, go online and do a little bit more research. But there's some really good uh, factoids about the dinosaurs and you know, how they evolved and, you know, how the uh, primitive man evolved. So it, it's really cool if anyone's out there and you can find them, you know, pretty cheap on eBay. It's prehistoric world and it's under the, uh, the classics illustrated. It's a special issue number um, 167 and it came out July 1962. And uh, it's, it's really, really cool comic. Like I said, if, if you're into dinosaurs or even a, a comics collector, you know, try to pick one up and, and take a look at it. A lot of cool information. And even if you don't want to read it, just flipping through, checking out the illustrations are just phenomenal. It's 
It's funny you said that because I told you I was, you know, fixing up the uh, my little area here, and I came across oh, really? two of them. I don't know what year they're from, but they, they yeah, they were the artwork on was it. it the is classics really illustrated, good, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I I didn't really look through them. I just put in my, but I did see them. Oh man, you got to flip through them. I mean, I, whoever was the artist on that, it looks like the old like um. Oh, like the old Tarzan um, comic strip artist. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? It was. It kind of reminded me. You're right. There is not just the Tarzan comic, but there's another comic. I forget what it's. Son of Tarzan, I think. Torsak. Torsak. T O R Z A K. Or you were thinking of Turak? Yeah. Oh, Turak. Turak. That's right. Turak. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it. Yeah, it, it's me. really you know kind of like that Hal Foster artwork from the the tarzan comic strips and it's absolutely fantastic you know am am, am i correct in saying turek son of stone is it turek son of stone let me see uh i think that's what it is turek yeah turek son of stone yeah t-u-r-o-k yeah yeah that that part that part when it's a son of stone always attracted me man and there was one you know now that you just mentioned turek you reminded me this I went years ago. I don't know where it was, but they were selling this robot. It was like 12, 13 inches tall. And it was uh, something stone, the man of stone. And, and it was, it's a robot, but it's made oh, of really? stone. <laughs> yeah. And I bought it, man. I still have it mint condition somewhere. I haven't seen it in years, but it's really cool, man. I mean, I have it. I, I know I have it somewhere. Don't ask me where, but. I have it in a box. I, I, now that I you said that, I just wish that I knew. Yeah, what that that Tura. I, I I'm looking at it online, and I, I do have some of. I don't have any of the original ones, or, or yeah, you know what I do. I have some of the Whitmans, but the ones I really remember are the Valiant ones, where he was. You know, he had. Yeah, yeah Val- he had Valiant, guns and yeah. everything. Where he's you know going through the um almost like it was almost like kind of like a fantasy sci-fi, but if you pick up the Whitman and the gold key ones all that you they're really they're drawn fantastic and they're really set during that that period you know you have people using spears bow and arrows and all that and you have cavemen you have indians and everything so it's yeah that's a that's a cool series i i, I forgot about that man i'm glad you brought that up actually the only thing bad about valiant is valiant made i mean the artwork is beautiful man but it always lack ads yeah ads yeah that's it. true like i, I think it's because they were done in the early early 60s maybe late 50s so th- for that reason um <laughs> you know like that like prince valiant prince valiant the artwork in that is phenomenal and my son's doctor uh i i got him a number one a couple of years ago I think it cost me, if I was correct, close to like 50 bucks or so. I got it for him as a gift because he used to read that as a kid. And um, he's about 70-something, you know, so that tells you how <laughs> old that comic is. And it's called Prince Valiant. And I also got a number one for myself because I, I gave it to him. I said, let me get one for me. But, yeah, the artwork at that time was is really nice, man. It's, it's it, done, it almost seems like the, uh, it does, you know, you... It, and a lot of those gold key and Whitman comics and everything, even the Dell comics, so some of the artwork was hit and miss. You know, they always had a beautiful, you know, painted or, or painted cover or movie scene cover. But it, it always seems like the the dinosaur ones had the best artwork inside. And there was some really good, you know, artwork for Flash Gordon and um, Buck Rogers and, and a lot of those more popular sci-fi ones, but it, it just seems like there was something about the dinosaur ones where the illustrators really put in the detail to bring them to life. And, you know, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm sure someone's out there, you know, fist raised, going to have their fist raised in the air going, now, you know, this one's the, the best one. It, it You know, it's it, just my opinion, but it always seemed like the, the dinosaur ones were just spot on. They, yeah, they definitely were. Um, I'm trying to think when you were saying right now. Uh, recently, I remember you said you also like serial magazines, and you found that one with the Batman. And we were talking about you know the different serials and stuff. I found in the now I, I'm actually, it's called, Serial Quarterly. Oh yeah, I got a t- I got a ton of those Serial Quarterlies. Those are great magazines. 
Yeah, and this one has Deadwood Dick in the front, something like that. And has, it's like a skeleton with a, he's like a cowboy with a skeleton face. And he has a gun, so it looks something like the Lone Ranger. It, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I have a, a couple of those. I, I just thought because I, I wanted to ask you what you think of those magazines because I know you're talking oh, yeah, about the Oh, yeah, yeah, those are great. I, I, I got maybe about, but, I don't know, maybe 10 or so of those. Those were put out in the 60s, and they're they're like a um, um, like a fanzine for the serials, and they're yeah, they're really good. I, I, you know, I've read some of them, and there's, you know, they're they're good for the 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 time. You know, a lot of the inf- some of the information is outdated, and you know, you could find it updated, and um, but but they're they're cool to have and to look real real great illustrations and all that. I'm and I'm looking online right now. I see that Deadwood Dick one with the. Uh, the guy with the skeleton mask and the the six shooter that that's just a cool cover. Yeah, I have a I have a couple of them. I I don't know when I obtained them, but I do have them. I also have another one that um you know, it's pretty old. I forgot the type, but this is I'm telling you, I found all this kind of tonight and stuff. And I didn't even know I had them to be honest. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, but yeah, it goes that I I don't even know what I have anymore, but I can tell you this much that um it's fun though. One thing that's fun about that is because when you have a collection as big as like what I have, is most of the time you can go through stuff and you can hey go hey man I can't believe I had this and you start enjoying the same stuff you bought twenty yeah. years ago you know because <laughs> you're like wow I got this yeah man. I was doing that not too and, long uh, ago and I was going through a closet and trying to reorganize and I, I came across a lot of things I, I I forgot I even had and it's always fun to revisit them because then that you know, that feeling of nostalgia and all the memories start, you know, flooding back to you. And, you know, one, one thing I do, um, and and, you know, yeah, and I don't, I I see them in the store sometimes, but I don't like them. And going back to the dinosaurs is some of these, the newer dinosaurs that they have, the the rubber ones. And I remember some I had from the eighties and all that, that they were just really cool, man. And there was, I used to have this set that, um, I would bring to class and this had to been around mid eighties and they were these small, maybe about thumb size rubber dinosaurs. And they came in like bright green, you know, fluorescent pink, red, all these like weird colors. And it was just one solid cover color of these dinosaurs. But I used to always, you know, I'd bring a whole pocket full of them to school and, you know, me and, you know, whoever was sitting closest could, could play with them because they were, you know, easy to conceal away from the teacher and all that. And, if we got caught, we could always say, you know, we're we're studying dinosaurs or or whatnot. So, you know, I, those are. I, I wish I had those. That you know, I, I know they're either somewhere or they're lost. They're somewhere in my collection or they're lost. I, I'm almost going to say that they're they're lost or might even be at my parents' house, you know, in a box somewhere. But I know there's got to be a few of those around, and I want to say those are around mid '80s, maybe around '84, '85. And, and and I don't remember who put them out. They, they might have just been like a, um, you know, from the dime store or maybe from the the uh, the local store. I I know which one you're talking about. I I have a couple of those. Let me tell you something though. Uh, you know, when you said about the time, right now, last year, I went to Walt Disney with the family. You know, and I I took my grandson. We we go there, and I'm walking around one of the stores with my grandson in Animal Kingdom, I think it was. They had this dinosaur that was about two feet tall. Not two feet, but I would say 18 inches tall. Let me not exaggerate too. It was like 39 bucks. Man, I bought it for him yeah. on the spot. I really bought it more like for me, man. <laughs> because I knew that moment that his mom didn't want it in the room. She threw it down and I keep it, you know. But what a dinosaur, man. <laughs> it was a great looking T-Rex, man. So I know what yeah, you're look, saying. I, I um, found a few mean, of them here on on eBay. It looks like they were put out by a company called Russ, but yeah, they they came out in the uh, in the eighties, and they're going for it. Someone got three of them up for thirteen fifty, and so they're definitely definitely still around. I'm gonna have to look into it a little bit more and, and see if I could find a few on on eBay and maybe pick them up if they're a decent price, man. Because th- those are just pretty cool down i you know what i i don't like the they're, they're nice i don't like the more detailed ones i mean they're they're nice and all that but you know I, i'd rather have just the the ones like i used to have when I, I was a kid i never had the the real detailed ones so 
I'll, I'll stick with the the fluorescent well, green T Rex. <laughs> you you know something? I want to tell you what. Growing up, and I'm sure you did it as a kid. When I was in school, sometimes I would start daydreaming, and I take a piece of paper and I start not daydreaming, but I started drawing. Right, so I started drawing like little stick figures of soldiers and stuff. And I would put like forts and they're shooting at each other. And I, I, I would be drawing war scenes, you know. And that was, I used to, I don't know, I used to love doing that. Like I would draw the, the, the soldiers fighting another soldier in battle and stuff. And and then I would I would love toy soldiers, you know. And I would put them up and, and then the cowboy and Indians. And you would have a fort that they would sell you the kits. Because they used to sell that in mm-hmm. the 70s a lot. Where you got a kid and all that stuff. In fact, in the 70s, another thing they sold was, I remember, there was a town that you built the town. It was all out of cardboard, and it came in a, in a magazine. So it was kind of like a hardcover magazine, and it had a whole town. So you punched it out, and you built this whole town, and, and you had the jail. You had It was so cool, you know? It was kind of like the paper. Yeah, oh, house, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. You know what I um, – it, it was funny because um, I did a um an article for Retro Magazine. I believe it was – issue number nine it's captain america on the cover i think it was number nine and it was on coloring books but part of you know when i was doing the research for the coloring books were were on you know paper dolls that were when they were real popular and you could color in the paper dolls and then you know take them out and, and put them together well shortly after i did that uh article um one of my other comic shops i, I frequent you know he sent me a message and said that he had some from the forties that they were Captain Marvel uh, paper dolls and they were in mint condition, nothing punched or anything like that. And, you know, I, I picked those up and yeah, the paper dolls were really cool. And it, some of them go for a, a decent amount of money and they're still readily available. You know, you could find them online and everything. Now I'm old. <laughs> I mean, I'm 56, but, Paper dolls were a little bit before my time, you know. Yeah, those were yeah, those were mostly, you know, pre like nineteen forties and all that. Even I mean a little bit into the fifties they got, but there's um if if you go over to the classic horror film board, I, I can't remember what section it, it it's in, but there's um um there's a topic on paper dolls and there's a guy who's actually he's producing universal monster paper dolls. And um I, I can't oh, remember wow. if he I think he's just still in the process of you know doing the artwork and everything. I don't think that he's put them out yet and I can't remember um his name or his website or anything, but if you go over to the there and you go in the memorabilia I think it's in the memorabilia sec section, um you could find it. But they're really cool artwork and it's really he does it in like a vintage style. So it almost looks like a um like a watercolor mixed with I don't know, maybe colored pencils or crayon but it's very well done and you have all you know dracula frankenstein the mummy and everything so i I don't think they're making a a resurgence but there still is you know that small collecting niche for them that that's out there there well you know what um like i said yeah my, my wife loves them because She's four. She's four years older than me, so obviously she did play with them a little bit before I did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, what I'm saying though is that they do have. You see, I think in the '70s when I when I was growing up, especially the early early '70s, as 1971, two, three stayed, you were still basically playing with the same paper dolls and and regular toys but as the 70s mid 70s came in atari they started introducing atari they started introducing all that stuff and what happened is that all that stuff came in and as it came in little by little that's when i could say that the, the transformation took place where now video games start coming in. Yeah, you had the, the technology age kind of wipe that stuff out. The technology out. was there, right. And as late 79, 80 came in, 
um, and I told you, I said this to a lot of people, which, you know, like I said, this, this is the truth of what happened. Uh, comic books as a whole stopped. Like, it, like in 81, 82, you couldn't find a comic book in any store. In fact, I, I don't even know what they sold them. I lived in New York City. There was no comic books before 1980. You would go to any store, any not, you know, any candy store, and you had a rack of comic books. And I, you, I always used to go and buy my Archie comics. Not Archie, I'm sorry, uh, Richie Rich. Um, Harvey, Harvey comics. And yeah, I would also buy Archie comics. You know, I, I used to read, and I was very, very, to me, the most popular one was Harvey. Uh, which I did Richie Rich and Casper and Spooky, the Friendly Ghost, Hot Stuff, the Little Devil, all that stuff I would always buy. I would always have. Um, in 1980-81, I never saw a comic again. 1984, you know, wrestling starts getting popular. McMahon <clears throat> is, is killing with, uh, you know, WrestleMania. And now, of course, there's also the part that in 1980, 81, now I've, I've become, you know, a young guy. I'm a teenager. I'm not interested in comics. I'm interested in girls. That, yeah, you that's how I'm you saying? <laughs> Right. That's all I thought about the time. So I wasn't. But in between what I'm, I am trying to say, though, there was no comic books. And I said to myself, wow, I wonder where they stopped making, which I'm, I'm sure that didn't happen 100 percent. But there was no sales of comic books. And then in 84, man. They made a resurgence with a vengeance, man. They came out all over the place. You know, comic book stores came out all over the place. Uh, wrestling magazines were, and then there was a resurgence against uh, the mail order ads. Uh, Brad's Fun Shop. Um, there was one called ATH, something like that, which also had advertised in the early seventies. But I think they made a resurgence. That's when I ordered those dinosaurs. They, everything was back again kind of like it was in the 70s. Now, the strongest years of mail order, I would say were between 1973 and 1979. I mean, Boys Life magazine had like at least five, six pages of mail now, order. Now, why, would, now why were the 70s more popular than, say, like the 60s for mail order? The 60s uh, were too... You see, in the 60s, people weren't really used to getting things in the mail. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had mail order stuff, but the, the predominant people were Sears, Roebuck, Montgomery Ward. Um, you know, people would buy things in cash. But a lot of kids in the 60s didn't have the money to be sending away for things. I mean, this is what I'm... Because in the 70s, those things were like 50 cents a dollar. 25 cents like you could buy hot pepper gum for 25 cents the joy buster was 50 cents um snowstorm tablets were like 20 cents and people made a profit with right them, you know what i'm saying mid 60s and i you know i really can't say because i wasn't i wasn't born at the time you know i was born in 64 so i was too young to even know that and i was still in cuba but what i see in the mail order part of metal mail order with comic books and stuff is that between 1961 and 64, there were very, very little ads. There were a few things, but not that much. When 1965, 66 came in, then honor house and Johnson Smith was selling a lot of stuff, but it was still, you know, it was lacking. But then for some reason, and I know this is a fact because, I mean, I, not only did I did the research, I lived it. In the 1970s, mail-order novelties from the x-ray glasses, the whoopee, I guess because they couldn't get it in any store. But, man, that thing blasted, bro. It blasted the covers. And let me tell you, just like, for example, I was talking to you the other day on the phone on this. I have never seen, and I'm telling you, only one store, and this was like maybe two years ago. I've never seen a store that ever sold the x-ray glasses. And I used to go to all the magic shops in New York. I used to go in um, Manhattan and Florida. No magic shop ever sold the x-ray glasses. 
in the mid eighties, late eighties, when they started selling the X-ray glasses, they used to sell the Chinese knockoffs, the X-ray gogs. They never sold the X-ray glasses that we know of. They were always sold through Johnson Smith. They were sold through Honor House, through different mail order companies, and they were sold into the millions. But they never sold them in stores. So maybe that's why I think the popularity of mail order was at the time. Um, and, you know, they were, I mean, it was, you know what it is? I think mail order offered you the same thing as going online today right. and, and going on Facebook and stuff like that. It offered you bigger than life. You know, the way they were advertising in comic books, the way they exaggerated with the artwork and everything, it just caught the kids' attention. And Boys Life magazine, that was the killer for that. Because that had more ads than any other comic or anything. I think the majority of of the mail order stuff came from Boys Life magazine. And every boy that was a Cub Scout would get it, you know, or Boy Scout, I mean. And um, that's what made it such a popular thing. Now, in the 80s, again, everything stopped. Uh, mail order, you know, was not as popular because in the 70s, you had all this music companies selling you records on and tapes and and you always had these commercials that order the disco top 20 or whatever it was. In the 80s, when 1984 rolled in, from 84 on, man, it was the gut buster. Uh, the Ginsu knives. Mail order started taking off again like a, like on a rocket They, they started hitting those the, adults that were used to buying the, the stuff in the 60s and 70s, the, the toys. So they were now hitting them with adult toys. <laughs> well, actually, that's the whole thing. They weren't hitting them with adult toys. They were hitting them with kids' toys. Again, the same novelty stuff. Because in 1984, when, the, when, when wrestling became very popular, and there were about 11 or 12 different wrestling magazines. One of them was Wrestling Eye, Wrestling Fury. Uh, inside wrestling and I'm telling you because I used to buy them all because of the ads they were filled with the Hercules wristband uh, the you know the six foot practice dummy that you could get for a dollar in karate the karate dummy that was six feet tall and all those ads that were run in the 60s and 70s came back again in the 80s in fact if you take um any magazine of wrestling from the 80s, you're going to see the same ads you would see in comic books in the 60s. I'm sorry, in the 70s. Uh, what happened that was kind of crazy is the original Honor House company became guaranteed distributors, and guaranteed distributors made a fortune selling pellet firing pistols. Oh, I, I, which yeah. in reality, they were selling plastic pistols. In fact, Earlier tonight, I found one of the original catalogs. They had about 11 different pellet firing pistols. And all they did were a plastic thing that, let's say the, the pellet that it fired was shaped like a plastic bullet and you could shoot it into your hand. I mean, it would only go 10 feet away. It, it, it was not, a, but they would say target practice, you know, and you get free targets. Same was that Honor House sold, but they, they had them in Guns and Ammo magazine. They had them in Soldier of Fortune magazine. They listed it in a shooting magazine. All the real gun magazines, they had yeah, ads in it. And they had that, full that's definitely, ads. That's and definitely going to have to be another, you know, a whole show right there. It's just the uh, the mail order, you know, guns and all that. Well, we got well, about the, a minute and a half here left. Uh, time definitely flew tonight. So, well, yeah, yes, it did, and, and and you know we can definitely talk because I'm the guy that bought every single one of yeah, those. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely and you know, do, do another I... show on on those pistols and all that because I'd really like to get into that because I remember buying a few when I was younger. So um, uh, so let's wrap it up here real quick. Here we got about a, a minute and you know over a minute. So, okay, so everyone out there, you know, thanks again for joining us. Head over to houseoftheunusual.com, sign up for our free mailing list. Uh, sign up for the forum. You could connect with other people out there that have the same interest in monsters, mail orders, pop cultures, all that that good stuff over there. And, you know, there's a, a section on the forum uh, to let us know what you want to hear on our show. So if there's a special topic you want us to, to talk about, you know, mark it down there. If you want to be a guest, you know, drop us a line and uh, we'll, we'll get you on. Also head over to um, House of the Unusual on YouTube. 
check out the videos that he's posting up. I know he's going to be uh, throwing a few up there, a few new ones in the next few days. So check those out and check us out over on Instagram at uh, House of the Unusual. So, um, so that's it for tonight. Thanks, everybody, for stopping out. Eddie, as always, thanks again for the chat, and I'll see you next time.